Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. Did I have an accent there? I feel like I had a strange accent there all of a sudden, but... I didn't even notice. It was just so short that I was very thrown off. Oh, I actually, that's what I'm supposed to say, like, welcome to our program. This is where we cover business law in the news. And so... Yeah. But everyone knows what we're doing here. If you don't, then why are you listening to us? Hey, you should be able to tell by the thumbnail picture of two faces. Yeah, that makes it very clear. I think we're wearing suits in the photo. I don't know. Well, that's the that's the law part. Yeah. And the business part is just like our faces. <laughs> yeah. So very clear. We mean business. <laughs> Before we get into our topic, I want to do an update oh, yeah. from last Friday's episode. The glitter? Yeah. Did you see how much? So we last Friday, we covered a website called shipyourenemiesglitter.com. And long story short, this guy who created this website out of Australia got a ton of sales, but didn't want to do it anymore. And so put up his website on flippa.com, which is basically a, they act as a intermediary between the seller of a domain name. And I think the website too, I think it comes with the whole package and guess what he sold it for after one week and two days ago. Well, I, I can't guess cause I already know what the answer is. <laughs> What would I have guessed? Probably like no more than 50,000 if I would have not known about it. For some reason, I actually thought it was going to be more. When we looked at it after a day or so, it was already got a number of bids. So it's 85,000 ended up being sold for 345 bids. And again, like I got a lot of publicity even for the Flippa campaign. So I thought it would go for a little bit more, but that's a pretty good, pretty good chunk of change there. Yeah, especially for, from what I can tell, he essentially just put the website up the first day, got tons of publicity, and then he sold it. Yeah. Probably pocketed all the money too from the people that paid and look at the return for how short a period of time that was. I think he's doing pretty well. Yeah, I think I think that's the case because it looks like the website itself had $20,000 plus in sales and two and a half million visits in four days. Obviously, those visits were a result of all the viral activity and I doubt that's going to sustain itself, but I'd like to see what these guys end up doing with it later on if they, you know, anything more than just glitter. It's true. Anything can explode out of the package. <laughs> Snow. I think we should go on to our next topic, but <laughs> what we did cover the episode, we, we try to find videos of people online. I, we couldn't find it because there wasn't any yet. And I think, I think there's some out there now. So if you want to, if you want to look it up, ship your enemies, glitter.com. Yeah. I'm still skeptical. That's real, but or at least the one that we saw. Yeah, I agree. So memo is what we're talking about today. It's an app, as most things are these days, a new messaging app, but this is for office gossip. So basically, from what I can tell is you have to, it can't be fake. So people that work for a company, let's say you work for Nike, you either log in through your Nike work email or through LinkedIn to verify that you work for this company. And then you get thrown into this, essentially just a gossip spot where you can just post these different memos hence the name Memo, and yeah. you can just kind of blast people within the company. I mean, you can pretty much do whatever you want. It's just kind of a free-for-all in there, and I guess some companies are not taking too kindly to this because they don't want their employees gossiping about probably them, most likely, the the managers or the owners of companies. There's nothing preventing that manager from signing up as well, and I guess reading what people are saying about him or her, which probably isn't anything... Well, some people like their managers, but I think a lot of people probably don't. So, and I suppose this would work in a, like a small business with only a few employees, <laughs> because that would get really awkward quickly. And and it looks like they have a private section and a public section. So there's circumstances where you know the 
you don't mind complaining about your company or your boss, but it's still not something you'd maybe feel comfortable with complaining publicly, even though it is anonymously, which makes it interesting. But then it gets me thinking that, okay, let's say for some reason you're not doing it because you're not allowed sharing non-confidential information or something like that. Let's say you work at Apple and you're complaining about, oh, I don't think the new iPhone 7's feature is good. I don't, I think they're taking it in the wrong direction or whatever. And what if somehow someone else gets on that board and somehow fakes their way into the board by saying they work for Apple? Because if it's through the LinkedIn account, anyone can just put, I work for Apple. It's not like Apple needs to approve that. I don't know. Yeah, well, it said they have to validate it through their work email or LinkedIn, but I mean, you can put whatever you want on LinkedIn. So it doesn't seem like it's too big of a hurdle if someone really wanted to do it. But yeah, and I should have also mentioned this. This is anonymous, so you obviously don't know per se who's posting these things. But like you said, if it's a smaller company, you might be able to figure it out. Yeah. There's already been a couple businesses that have sent cease and desist letters to this app telling them to stop. And they're not even in full-fledged operation mode. I think they're in beta testing right now, private beta testing, so 10,000 users. So it's still pretty young, pretty new, and they're already getting a lot of pushback, or at least, you know, if you look at the sample size, some pretty significant pushback if they kind of expand this out and add a bunch more users. So on the legal perspective, there's a few things. Like one, obviously, if these people are using it on their personal phone while working, that's that's a whole problem. Yeah. But if they're on their break or outside of work and they're just posting stuff and they're not you know, defaming anyone, you know, there's still confidentiality things, as you mentioned, but what's the difference between that and just talking to someone? I guess you're putting it in print, but you know, there's already that website. I think it's called Glassdoor. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other sites just like that. It's basically just a public forum. You go in there and you can post about your interview process or your work experience there before you accept a position there, for example. So I agree it's nothing new. But the couple of letters that they've received, they I think one from Visa and then Boeing Company and Hewlett Packard. Oh, I'm sorry, those three are said to have circulated internal messages discouraging employees from using the app, even though apparently Visa and Hewlett Packard denied contacting employees. But so Visa sent a letter directly to this app company, but that was centered around not using Visa's logo and the name of the company. I think that's a separate issue, whether they have a viable claim against that. There might be some fair use issues there. Yeah, that's true. But the real question for small businesses is, can you even restrict these kinds of speeches, right? I mean, this kind of speech in the sense that gossip does, you know, they, they, they say this is a gossip site. I think that's a misnomer because it's more about venting, no, than anything. Well, it depends how you define gossip. It can be pretty broadly defined and I don't, I don't think that's really the big issue here, but to me, it's more, you know, whether people are using it in the workplace or outside of the workplace. If it's out, like I said before, if it's outside of the workplace, you know, there's obviously the other issues like you know, slandering someone, leaking something that's confidential, as I was saying before, but it's kind of hard to prevent that stuff from happening. It's, I could go to, you know, a happy hour today and sit there by myself at a bar and listen to a group of people that left their work together and hear them saying, you know, terrible things about the people they work with. And that's out in the public. That's not anonymous. So I, I think the focus here is on preventing it in the workplace or at least while they're working or. I agree with you. In fact, by these companies saying that you can't participate in this app, they're not even talking about what you can't talk about or whether you can use it during work time or not. But by saying that, I think they get into trouble 
similar to these blanket no gossip policies, right? Yeah. The National Labor Relations Board have, has already ruled on this. If you have these broad, I think we've talked about this, if you have these overly broad or ambiguous policies about no gossip or, or not speaking about certain things, that may be a unlawful policy because it may infringe on some free speech issues. But if you have a narrowly tailored policy, and I'm sure these companies do, but if, if you want to focus on not releasing confidential information or even encouraging a culture that, look, if you have an issue, whether it's a, a criticism or not, bring it to the table so we can discuss it and address it instead of just bringing it out in public. And I think that's a fair, fair enough policy, so long as there's caveats to you know, everything from whistleblowing to being able to have an open door policy of certain issues in the workplace. Yeah. The more I think about it, I think you're right before and gossip would be something like, oh, I heard so-and-so is went on a date with so-and-so. Obviously I haven't used it, but I imagine this is more, I hate so-and-so they're incompetent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. To me, gossip, I have a, I have a more general approach to gossip. I think gossip also entails basically anytime you speak to somebody about a third person that's not there negatively without any real purpose, uh, substantial purpose in the sense that if you're just talking just to bash that person, and look, I'm, I'm guilty of that too sometimes because sometimes it's, it's, you know, it makes us feel good. We make fun of other people and so forth, but unless there's a purpose to it, really, I think there's, that's, that's gossip. It's not a good thing to have in the workplace. There's no doubt about that. It can be really a poison pill in the office for sure. See, I say a lot of things behind people's backs, but it's all positive. So that wouldn't be gossip. I (laughs) I never say anything nice to someone's face. I think gossip has a negative connotation. I just stand behind people and just talk bad about them. I think that's gossip too. I'm pretty sure that was something from the office when Michael Scott said, he said something really nice about, I think, Pam and He's like, you know, I would never say that to her face. Yeah. Oscar's like, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> so I, I, the app's kind of cool, but in a way it's like why employees would get so into this is only because I think the only reason employees would get into this is if your company already has a culture in which there is no outlet to vent. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. And I'm really interested on the types of people that do use this, especially it, it is anonymous and because it's, company wide. So I don't know if, if you have a nationwide company and someone's posting something in Phoenix, but someone else is posting something in DC, there's no connection there other than they work for the same place. So who, who really cares? But true. And so I don't know if there's specific carve outs for the individual cities or individual stores or who knows, but this reminds me of, you know, how Facebook is coming out with their new business social, I figured it's called Facebook business or something like that, right? It's basically going to be a social network for your company. And I'm wondering, like, they're, they're going to have the same problems unless unless the company's going to be able to access everything that's going on in that, in that little network, which kind of defeats the purpose of having even a social network in that respect. They're going to have the same problems and in, in people venting and so forth. And so I wouldn't be surprised if this is not the last time we hear from this about this this subject matter oh yeah it's you're definitely right and i'm more old school and if i had something to say i'd probably just tell someone in person not to the person but you'd just go up to somebody and just punch them in their face i know you that's (laughs) i don't like you you're you're very old school (laughs) (laughs) so that's how business used to be done let me tell you challenge them with a duel or something i wonder if you can do one for sole proprietors so you're just venting to yourself (laughs) Actually, I'm I'm pro this because anything that creates less venting on other forms of social media that I have to see, like Facebook, 
that I don't care about and have nothing to do with, I'm, I'm all for it. And especially since they don't, they don't even speak freely. So it's always like passive aggressive, like, yeah. oh, I'm so upset about something that happened at work and, but I can't tell you about it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, I know more things about people I went to high school with that I didn't even like speak to in high school that I care to know about. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think that's our episode. Don't forget to send in your, your topic suggestions and ideas and questions if you have them at ask at legallysoundsmartbusiness.com. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.